Hello everybody, what is going on? Danny Boy Reginald here, back with you again with another edition of the Sports Insanity Podcast right here on the Sports Insanity Network. We're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Thank you again for joining us uh, for another great inning. We appreciate you. We love you as always. Uh, Bill has the night off. I'll take the reins flying solo, as they call it. Um, so yeah, it would just be me. Patch has other things to do. He obviously has work and um, a bunch of other busy stuff. So uh, we also gave him the night off as well. Um, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. We'll get to the uh, the football. We'll have uh, I'll just have my weekly picks. Also, um, gonna react a little bit to the Saints and Jaguars game Thursday night. But we start with the baseball, which has actually gotten um, pretty spicy here. I mean, we, we have had some really good uh, games, good series so far. Um, as we stand right now, it is 2-2 in the uh, National League Championship Series. Um, Phillies and Diamondbacks have traded uh, victories at home so far. Uh, game 5 is Saturday night, and um, that that will uh, give the team the advantage going into Game Six back in Philadelphia. So, well, uh, we we obviously can't wait for that. Uh, game Five is a doozy. It is Zach Wheeler versus Zach Gallen. So, um, that that should um, be a tremendous tremendous start there. I cannot wait um, to see how it goes. I know Gallen when it, the first time in Philadelphia he got uh, pretty roughed up as. Um, Philadelphia ended up winning that game 5-3. to three. Um, And, of course, Wheeler was dominant in that game. Um, and then, of course, uh, well, so we're going to see how you know, Gallon responds now that his team has responded in the desert uh, back at home. So that, that should be a very interesting uh, matchup there. Uh, I don't expect uh, to be high scoring. That, that, that I certainly don't expect, I think, while Wheeler, he's a phenomenal pitcher, I think Gallon is also a, a good pitcher. And uh, we won't see a lot of runs like we've seen in the last couple of days uh, um, in the championship series. So that that should be a pretty pretty exciting matchup there. Um, so uh, just, just to see how that series has gone so far. Obviously, like I said, Philly went up 2-0. Uh, first game, it was a 5-3 victory. That was on Monday. Um, again, that was the by, by virtue of Harper and Castellanos and Schwarber. They all have been power, especially Bryce Harper. And my goodness, I think about the time when the Yankees were, you know, in the free agent hunt for Bryce Harper, um, whose uh, dad idolized Mickey Mantle and all that stuff. Like it, 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 it's cringe that we have to watch Bryce Harper dominate in the postseason as he has. And he's not doing it in a Yankee uniform. And look, I'm not saying that um, obviously the years were probably too much for the Yankees. And of course, you know, my uh, naive self at the time probably would have agreed with the Yankees. But, uh, you know, thinking back to it, probably would have been the best thing for the Yankee outfield. If you have um, a lineup that features Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Bryce Harper. Like, you know, it's just very, very unfortunate that um, we have to watch all these uh, 
big time players dominating the postseason. So, and while the Yankees are sitting home on the couch and golfing and all that, so it, it, it's annoying. But nonetheless, uh, Phillies won flat game five to three. Then Tuesday night, it was a they shut out um, the Diamondbacks ten nothing. Schwarber again. Um, uh, with two homers there, and then of course uh, Trey Turner also going deep as well. Aaron Nola having a monster game, monster, monster, monster uh, game. Um, again, as I said, um, the Phillies, uh, you know, shutting out uh, the Diamondbacks in Game Two. Nola went six innings, only giving up three hits, struck out seven. So that was um, pretty dominant performance there. And then, of course, we go to the desert, and now this is where things get pretty interesting. The Phillies, it was a very close matchup. Seawald um, obviously got the win there for the Diamondbacks. They won 2-1 on a walk-off homer. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, who's been you know, money pretty much all year, uh, actually gave up the walk-off base hit. Um, to so The Diamondbacks won that game. And then... The night after that, Friday, then we had a 6-5. It was more runs scored there. Uh, Kimbrell again giving up a couple of runs late in the innings. That they gave that game-tying home run to Alec Thomas, um, which was devastating for the Phillies. They were up 5-3 in the eighth inning. And then, of course, um, the walk-off hit. Um, oh, oh, sorry. The, the go They also had the go-ahead single in the eighth as well. My, my mistake. So then, um, uh, and then of course Diamondback shut it down in the ninth inning. Just a tough, tough one. If you're the Phillies, you know you're trying to uh, bring an advantage there. And while technically, unless the Diamondbacks win on Saturday, you really wanted to come to Philly, and you sorry, you wanted to come to the Arizona, excuse me, and you wanted to dominate and uh, go back home with at least a. Uh, Three games advantage, but clearly um, that is now in jeopardy there for the Phillies as Diamondbacks once again have a chance to actually take the lead in the series. And um, I'm telling you that the Diamondbacks, you know, everyone sleeps on the Diamondbacks, man. Look, and I, I, I said that the Phillies would probably win the series, but this Diamondbacks team, this is a young squad. They're very mature for their age. You know, the, the very young team, very polished, and they're not afraid to punch back when they can. Like, they are absolute studs in that uh, lineup up and down. So uh, I was never going to be that guy to, you know, shun the Diamondbacks act like they're nothing. No, they're definitely uh, a threat to the Phillies, and uh, this uh, the – Home slate for them has proven so, and I think it also helps that they're back home that in their elements and stuff. So I think it's uh, it has certainly helped. And of course, you know the Phillies, uh, they're in a tough spot now. They have to win in order to, uh, you know, take take the lead again in the series, and uh, it's going to be a tough one. But you know, I have the confidence in the world for the Phillies. The Phillies keep scoring runs. You know, scoring isn't the problem. The problem is the pitching. And yeah, the thing is. Um, while the pitching hasn't been too bad for the Phillies, I think for the most part they've been pretty dominant. It's the bullpen that's blown it for them. The thing about the Diamondbacks so far is that their bullpen actually kept it close. Um, 
whether it's in the game one, game uh, three, or game four, the Diamondbacks' bullpen has actually done a pretty good job at keeping the game close so that it doesn't um, get too far ahead for them so that uh, they don't... Um, they don't. Uh, they don't have to play catch up and stuff. So it was a pretty, pretty good sight uh, to see the Diamondbacks bullpen. They had a bullpen game Friday night, as a matter of fact, and um, the uh, the bullpen was, you know, it was it was rocky, but they did enough to keep them in the game, and they allowed the Diamondbacks uh, hitters to pull their way back in. So uh, good job by them, and of course the Phillies. Once again, they'll have their chance. Um, on Saturday night, you know the both teams will have the chance to take the lead in the series. It's a good series so far. I like this National League matchup. I, I thought this was a great matchup from the from the start. So, uh, I am very, very, very pleased with it so far. We go to the American League, and this is a very interesting American League uh, matchup here. We had to the two Texas teams, the Rangers and the Astros, um, and for whatever reason. People were so quick, and I mean, I, I probably was too. Um, I still had the Astros winning the series. I, I believe I said the Astros. Um, I had the Astros winning the series. And you know, the reason being is because while the Rangers do have the better hitting, the Astros do have the better pitching. Not only do they have the better pitching, they, their matchups are ridiculous. So for the for anyone to challenge, um, uh, for to challenge me on the the fact that the Rangers were gonna easily cruise through it, no way in hell were they gonna cruise through that. This was gonna be a tough Astros team. This has always been a tough one, especially in the postseason. You do not want to give them any life whatsoever because they will pounce on you and they will make sure that they um, get their wins. So. Um, the, 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 so Texas actually won the first two games on the road. Uh, dominant performance by Jordan Montgomery in Game One, shutting out the Astros two nothing. And then um, that that was a Sunday. And then Monday, then we had uh, Nate Evaldi, um doing his thing. Five um, four was the final score there, um, and you know, the Texas Rangers got off to an early lead and never looked back. Um, but you know, if you look at the scores, two nothing, five four. You know, if you look at those two scores right there alone, that's how much you know the Astros are still in it. Like the Astros were never, while the the bats weren't as great, the bats were better in game two for sure. Uh, while they were much, while they weren't so much in it, they were still, you know. Pretty, pretty much a threat to the Rangers pitching, and all I said was, if you can get to Game Three in the back half of the Rangers pitching rotation, that's starting for them. If you can get to that back end. I think the Astros are in good shape, and clearly that was the case there because you know the Astros won eight five. The they went face Max Scherzer, who made his uh, return. In, into the postseason, and you know, Scherzer hadn't pitched in a while, so um, Scherzer was roughed up. Astros ended up scoring eight runs, and they won it eight to five. Then, of course, you get to the Friday, and this was actually a wild matchup. You had the Rangers who were winning four to two, um, 
in the eighth inning when um, Adalas Garcia gets plumped. Uh, and Garcia claims that it was on purpose. You can't really tell by the pitch. It was an inside pitch for sure. It was going straight at him, but I don't know if it was intentional. You can't just, just because you get hit doesn't mean it's intentional. Um, and I think for anyone to just flat out assume uh, intent is just being flat out ridiculous. But clearly the Astros were bothered by it. The the, the, the umpires ended up ejecting the pitcher and then, of course, ejecting Dusty because Dusty Baker was wondering, like, you know, why I called that BS call and uh, take away one of my pitchers and all that stuff. And the, the benches were cleared. It was a whole, whole, whole uh, mess there. But, um, but yeah, look, the, I think that that woke the Astros up and enough for them to do a ninth-inning rally where Jose Altuve and, man, can, can we give props to Jose Altuve? Um, a bajillion years off the cheating scandal, and the guy still is clutching the postseason. At some point, we have to just give him his credit where credit's due. He, the dude's just done. Like, let's let's just put all that stuff away. It's over. Jose Altuve is incredible in the October. Let, let let's just put it put it to bed. It's over. Three one shot to give the Astros the lead in the ser- in the game, and then of course they close out in the ninth inning. They now have a 3-2 series lead. Um, and, again, stunning because the Rangers, they thought they may have had the upper hand. But, like I said, you get to Texas and you face the back half of that rotation for the Rangers. It's not as pretty as you think. So the Astros obviously took advantage of that. And they were able to find ways. It wasn't they, These aren't pretty wins. For the Astros. Hasn't been a pretty series overall. I know they scored eight runs off of Scherzer. But that's Max Scherzer who hasn't pitched in a while. You get to the Rangers. Bullpen. You get to the Rangers back half rotation. Is not as good as the Astros rotation. The Astros rotation is fearless. That is a tough, tough pitching matchup. Any day in the week. Any day. So for uh, that's a big win for Houston. They take the lead. They go back to Houston. I believe they play on Sunday night. Yes, Sunday night um, in Houston. That's a massive game. It's a great matchup. You have Valdez um, versus Evaldi. I like Evaldi in this matchup. I think Evaldi uh, will give Texas the much-needed innings. You know, obviously you want to rest the bullpen, but at the same time, much needed innings for the Rangers to stay in it. I think the Rangers hitting, they haven't stopped hitting. Um, So I I don't think that will be a problem. If if Valdi can hold the Astros to no more than two runs, I think the Rangers have a very good chance at at least tying the series and forcing a Game 7. I would love a force to Game 7. You know me in chaos. I love it all of it in the postseason. So you can get to Game 7. Again, it doesn't have to be pretty, but it has to be a solid um, uh, back-breaking stuff there if the Rangers wanted any chance at it. But I think the Rangers do have a chance here. They've obviously done well. Both teams have done well on the road. This postseason. So that's nothing to worry about. Uh, but, um, 
Yeah, no, I think that this is a good time for the Rangers if they really want to stay in the series. Valdi's your guy, so he better show up. And if he doesn't, uh, you're talking about a a, a tough, tough uh, ALCS loss after going up 2-0, which is um, you know tough for any any team. You know, you, uh, you have a big lead in the, in the series, especially a series that you stole um, home field advantage. You know, that's it's pretty tough when you lose that home field advantage. So, um, for the Astros, it was good, obviously, but for the Rangers, not not so good. So, uh, big game five for Philly and Arizona. Uh, we'll see who takes the lead in that series. It's right now 2 2. And then a big game six in Houston on Sunday night. Um, 3 2 series lead for the Astros. Uh, this is a spicy postseason. I cannot wait for the World Series. This is going to be some massive, massive World Series going on there. Um, so we can't can't wait can't wait to watch that. Uh, another thing before um, before we uh, head over to football, uh, I do want to acknowledge that um, we do have eight potential Hall of Famers that are on the contemporary ballot. That was uh, announced earlier this week. Um, and um, four of them are managers. You have Jim Leland, Lou Piniella, Cito Gasson, and Davey Johnson. Uh, among the eight um, uh, eight um, f- uh, people on this uh, contemporary ballot. Uh, I think the other ones are um, the um, general manager Hank Peters and then uh, National League President Bill White. And then uh, two umpires, one of them being Joe West, who and Joe West is a very legendary umpire, so I'm sure he'll get some votes there. But the the, the ones that I'm looking forward to seeing how they do is Jim Leland, Lou Pinella, Cia Gaston, and David Johnson. I'm really pulling for Lou Pinella. Lou Pinella has, you know, he, you know, he, he's one of the Great managers out there. He won. He's won almost two thousand games. You know, he managed the Mariners for a long time. Managed Cincinnati for a long time. He actually won the nineteen ninety World Series with the Reds. And um, you know, the and of course it was the oh one Mariners that you know won a, a American League record hundred sixteen games. Um, and you know he, you know he's always always been a big time manager. And of course, he was a good player as well. Um, where um, in eighteen seasons, he hit two ninety one um, with one hundred two homers and um, so over seven hundred RBIs. So yeah, and of course, he won titles with the Yankees in seventy seven, seventy eight. So I'm really pulling for Lou. Um, Lou's a legend in New York, obviously. Uh, but look, no, he's just a great manager too. You know, he he. Um, was very solid with uh, Cincinnati, very solid with Seattle. He was always, always this big mentor to a lot of different players. And, you know, overall, he's just a good baseball guy. And I and I believe he deserves it uh, a lot. And I hope that the committee, whoever the committee is, I hope that they take a look at it and really, really uh, give him a big consideration there. And I, I hope, I wish him all the best. If not him, definitely Jim Leland. Jim Leland, uh, you know, their their records are pretty close, Pinello and Leland. 
Um, Leland obviously won the World Series with the Marlins in 97. Um, and uh, he's won manager of the year one, two, three, f- three times. And um, it, again, just an unbelievable uh, battle we have here. Then, of course, you had Cito Gaston, uh, back-to-back World Series, uh, managing uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, 92-93 was when he won. Davey Johnson's in there as well, uh, former Mets manager. Uh, he was he also managed the Orioles and the, the Dodgers and um, and the the Washington Nationals, all that stuff. So he he was also he also won his World Series ninety and obviously eighty six when he managed the Mets. So um, so yeah, that that those are the four managers. Uh, I'm pulling for Lou, if not Lou, definitely Jim Leland. I want uh, at least at least those two. They they're good baseball guys who really 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 do deserve it, and uh, I'm I'm really pulling for that, especially Lou. I'm I'm pulling for him the most because he's he's uh, definitely uh, one of the best managers I've I've ever seen. And of course, you know, just 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 his legendary um, arguments with umpires alone, Lou Pinella. That was always something. To watch, he was a very entertaining dude. So, please, uh, committee, uh, contemporary ballot, please vote him in. Um, that they, they 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 better do it. Oh God, they better do it. All right, on to the football. Now we do have a game on Thursday in the NFL. It was the Saints versus the Jaguars. Jaguars pull off victory, thirty-one. 24 final score. The Jaguars actually had a lead 24 to 9 going into the fourth quarter, but then allowed 15 unanswered points by uh, New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken, um, to tie the game at 24 uh, before ultimately the New Orleans defense, who should have had the upper hand and all the momentum allowed the Jaguars to go down the field, and they actually, uh, the Jaguars scored a go-ahead touchdown, putting them up by seven. And then the, the interesting thing is the Saints were, you know, they were pretty much in it. They were, they were in the red zone um, driving down the field to try to tie the game. But unfortunately, and I feel I feel horrible for the guy because I don't think he – he intended to drop the ball, but hey, look, it, it still, it's football. It happens. But Foster Moreau, you know, he was wide open in the end zone, and he drops the football. And that would have been the game-tying touchdown in the final seconds, probably would have forced overtime. I don't think the Saints would have gone for two there. They probably would have forced overtime. Um, but he dropped the game-tying touch, a potential game-tying touchdown, and um, – the, the Saints didn't have a chance after that. Pretty much, it was uh, uh they, they did, but it, it didn't it, it didn't uh, go pretty smoothly. So Jaguars defense able to hold the Saints. Uh, they win their game 34 Excuse me. Um, final score there. I know again, like I said, uh, Moreau. Uh, I feel horrible for the guy, but you know, if you're the Saints, he cannot be the one to blame. You allowed Jacksonville. To score twenty four points, you're down twenty four to nine. Like you know, you have to be better on defense. You cannot allow, and I know it's not that many points, but you 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 cannot allow the defense the, the, to give up that many points and then expect the offense to bail you out every single time there. So, 
while it was a tough tough one to swallow, uh, if you're the Saints, like you you have to you have to be better at that. So and clearly, um, they they were not in sync all night. It took them to the fourth quarter to finally get some type of rhythm going. And he, like I said, they had the momentum, but just couldn't get the the big stops in the end. So big win for the Jags. They go to five and two. And then uh, the Saints fall to three and four. They're now in third place in the NFC South. Jacksonville, obviously, with their five and two record, they are at the top of the AFC South pool. Um, and uh, we'll, 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 this is going to be very interesting. Another interesting season in Jacksonville, as again they are rolling, rolling, and rolling on. Now on to the Sunday slate of games. No early games, thank goodness. Um, and um, I'm glad about that because, uh, again, not an early person. And, you know, as much as, you know, football is great and everything, I ain't waking up at 7 in the morning to watch a 9 o'clock game in London. Now we're going to have to do it again because they do have games in Germany coming up. But um, that will be, be sometime in November. Um, but, but again, it's really tough to ask me to wake up that early to watch football. It, re- it really is. Um, so uh, you definitely don't expect me to watch those games. Um, but I'm glad that it's going back to the regular schedule. Um, starting with the 1 o'clock slate, we do have a matchup. Las Vegas versus Chicago. Give me Vegas all the way with that one. So Vegas will win that. Then you have Cleveland-Indianapolis. Um, I guess I'll go, this is an interesting one, because I'm not, while I'm I'm not quite there with the Browns yet, I'm also not quite there with the Colts yet. Browns are three and two, Colts are three and three. Um, believe with with the Browns, I think the, the Browns were on a bye, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. In week six, no, they were. When were the one was their buy? They, they had a buy. They, their buy was week five. Excuse me. Um, they had a buy in week five. So, I'm not in love, to be honest with you, with both teams here. I'm gonna go with the Browns. I like the Browns' defense a lot. Um, they certainly kept them, can keep them in the game. Um, they kept uh, they, they, that's right. They beat the the San Francisco. What, what am I saying? They beat San Francisco in week, in week six. What am I talking about? Um, so um, so yeah, it, it, I think the defense is pretty good. They got big playmakers, and I just don't know if I trust the Indianapolis as a whole team yet. I think there's still a lot of issues with Indianapolis. Obviously, you know, injuries are massive, and of course, you know, trying to get Jonathan Taylor back into the fold that's been pretty tough. So give me the Browns to win that game. Then we go to Buffalo, New England. And um, again, that game is actually a um, a stellar game there for the Bills. And, you know, look, obviously everyone's hyping up the Buffalo Bills to win this game. But after their performance against the New York Giants, if I'm being real with you, I am not sold on Buffalo just yet. They'll probably win the game because the Patriots are just terrible. But 
you know, I expect somewhat of a game, uh, at least defensively, by the Patriots. Uh, it probably won't be a pretty game for Buffalo, uh, and and stuff like. But in my honest opinion, I do think that Buffalo will win this game ultimately, and you know they'll 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 improve their record. But it's it's not gonna be pretty. If it wasn't pretty against New York, something tells me it ain't gonna be pretty against New England. So the, give me the Buffalo Bills, but it's gonna be very ugly there. And then uh, one o'clock matchup in New York. We have the Giants and the uh, Washington Commanders. Give me the Commanders to win that game. Commanders are better offensively. They're better defensively. Uh, New York still has issues to deal with. They, you know, they played a much better game against Buffalo. But um, I can't trust their red zone offense right now. They can't put in a touchdown. And it's... Very frustrating to watch this giant offense cook and cook and cook, but not score any points. So, I trust that Washington, under Sam Howell and company, they will do uh, a far better job. Um, they'll, they'll, they have the defense certainly to contain the Giants, and I think the offense will also move well as the uh, the Giant defense, which was, again, better against Buffalo, but uh, not certainly the greatest Give me the Commanders to win on the road um, up in the Meadowlands. Then we have the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa Bay's at home. I will take the Tampa Bay Bucks to win that game. That's a uh, NFC South matchup. I'll take the Bucks to win that game. Then we have Detroit Baltimore. That'll be uh, in Baltimore near uh, my neck of the woods. I will pick the Detroit Lions to win that game. The Lions are lethal defensively, offensively. They cannot be stopped right now. If I'm being real with you, NFC Championship matchup as it stands right now, if anything were to end uh, right now this week, I will say that the NFC Championship will be the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions. And the Lions are a very dangerous team. They are becoming a very, very dangerous matchup. Right there, so give me the Lions to win that game. Then we have Pittsburgh, the Steelers facing the Los Angeles Rams. That is in uh, Englewood at SoFi Stadium. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to win that game. Uh, it's gonna be a close one though, but I like the Steelers. Um, then we have that 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 by the way, it's, that starts the four o'clock matchups. Then of course you have the four o'clock matchup, uh, Arizona at Seattle. I like Seattle to win that game. Arizona stinks. Uh, let's just put it that way. They're awful. Big games coming up. We have Green Bay, Denver. I like the Green Bay Packers in that one. Then we have Los Angeles, Kansas City. I'll take the Chiefs. There is no way in hell that the, the Chargers. And look, I was very high on the Chargers to begin the season. But I have scaled back on my opinions on the Chargers. Only because I've watched... Now, Herbert plays. Herbert is clearly not up to par with the Patrick Mahomes or anyone in that division. And then um, I just don't like their coach. Their, their coach is terrible. Brett Staley has to, has to go. The team will not get any better with him coaching that, being the head coach at least. So um, the, the, give me Kansas City to win that game. Then we have the Sunday nighter, uh, 8, 8 o'clock matchup, Philadelphia-Miami. I'll be rooting hard for Philadelphia. 
as they play at home against the Dolphins. Um, again, this is just business, personal reasons. You know, the Jets are still in it, so I want the, the Jets to get closer and closer and closer uh, to that top of the division. So if Philadelphia can help there, that will be great. I'm not impressed with Philly. Like, I'm, I'm really not. I'm really not impressed with Philly. I think they're overrated. I look as much as you know. I'm not saying they're not one of the best teams in the NFC. Obviously, they are. But the NFC stinks, as you know we've been seeing uh, this entire season. But yeah, look, I'm not sold on Philly. You know, last week the Jets absolutely destroyed them. The, the score uh, obviously showed that. You know the they, the the Eagles only scored um, fourteen points off of them, and you know they they didn't score at all in the second half. So for the Eagles, in my opinion, I'm not sure if this do- if this uh, matchup is actually good for them. I think the Dolphins are eternally better offensively. I love Tua better than Jalen Hurts right now for sure. And, you know, if I'm being real with you, the, the Dolphins defense also not, not that bad either. So, you know, while I think that Philadelphia, again, it was a low-scoring affair uh, last week in New York against the Jets, uh, but that was more because the Jets also have a really bad offense and can't uh, put in anything in the end zone like nothing. So it's been pretty tough, um, pretty tough for Philly. They've had some really, really tough matchups. They were able to skate through them, except for the Jets. I have the Dolphins winning this game. I will be rooting hard for the Eagles. I need the Eagles to win. I don't like the Dolphins. I need the Dolphins to lose. This again, this is personal business matter here. Need the Jets to move up in the division standings, but it's going to be very hard for Philly. Uh, to win that game, I have the Dolphins winning this game, uh, and uh, it'll probably be a good game. Like I, I, I know I'm probably thinking too much into it. It'll probably be a good game, but um, I think the Dolphins have the better offense. They have the better hand in general. Give me Miami to win that game. Monday Night Football, eight fifteen. We have the Niners and Minnesota Vikings. I like San Francisco to come back. This is a this is an absolute get right game for the Niners. They had a tough time against Cleveland uh, last week and suffering their first loss of the season. Obviously, you know, with the losses of the Eagles and the Niners, we no longer have an undefeated team uh, in the NFL this season. So um, that that that's obviously music to my ears. But I think San Francisco will bounce back. They'll get this win in Minnesota. It will be in Minnesota. Um, so the elements will probably be easier for the Niners. But, yeah, look, I, I like the San Francisco in this one. San Francisco will win that game. They'll probably win big, uh, in my honest opinion. Probably like something like a three-touchdown victory there. Uh, so that is my week's picks. Hopefully you will, you enjoyed that. And I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, please uh, follow all of our socials. We are on X at SIN Sports Insane for the podcast at S Sandy Real on uh, X as well. And of course on Facebook, uh, you can search at S Sandy Real for the network. And I'm Danny Boy Reginald. Peace out, everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the football and enjoy the baseball. This baseball uh, postseason all of a sudden has gotten really spicy. So 
I'm very, very excited about this uh, championship series. I hope both games go to Game 7. Let's put it that way. I want Game 7. I want chaos in Game 7. I don't just want any Game 7. I, I want chaos Game 7. You know me. If the Yankees are not part of this, I want everyone to sweat. Everyone needs to sweat. Take care. Enjoy the sports.